I love that the trend in clothing now is about like unbothered luxury. Well, that is why you need to check out Quince. It is a game changer. I now have a wardrobe of luxury essentials that a transition from one occasion to the next. I look like a classy lady and I stay on budget. There are 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. Are you kidding me? Also, I love their organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops that look good on everybody. And now they have timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. I love their cashmere. It is so soft and the quality is amazing. The gray one that I've had for years still looks brand new, but I've added different colors to them this season because who doesn't love fabulous cashmere? Also, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash juicy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash juicy to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash juicy. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Heather McDonald has got the juices scoop. When you're on the road, when you're on the go, Juicy Scoop is the show to know. She talks Hollywood tales, her real life mister, segment serial data, and serial sister. You'll be addicted and addicted fast to the number one tabloid real life podcast. Listen in, listen up. Woo, woo. Heather McDonald, Juicy Scoop. Hello and welcome to Juicy Scoop. I have some burning topics I need to address off the bat. Yesterday, in my Juicy Scoop Obsessed group, I get um, stories that I can then approve. And this is a private Facebook group of all my best Juicy Scoopers who are obsessed. And you can join as well. You just have to listen to the show and answer the question. Anyway, Thomas Martin let me know. Not Hoda and Jenna's Justin Sylvester ripping off Juicy Scoop this morning by doing this year's quote-unquote Scoopy Awards for celebrities. This is the first time I heard that they were that they had a segment with Justin Sylvester called The Scoop. Someone has since told me that they even went so far in one of the episodes to say, next we've got Justin Sylvester with some Juicy Scoop and The Scoopies. Okay. Juicy Scoop, my show that's been going on for seven and a half years, the word, the two words together, Juicy Scoop, as my show, has been trademarked, okay? That means they can't have a shirt that says, uh, Justin Sylvester has the Juicy Scoop. He cannot sell that shirt, okay? But technically, this is not trademark infringement, but it is derivative of my brand. Now, the reason that it bothers me more so, is that because this isn't some tiny little show. This is Juicy Scoop. For seven and a half years, I'm often number two in my comedy episodes, and I'm doing great thanks to all of you. Also, Justin Sylvester, I've known for years. He's come on my show where I did a long interview about his life, where he got a lot of fans from it. He um, came on my, we did a live, he was my guest on my live show in Pasadena. He, we sensed did each other's show during the pandemic. 
Um, and somebody let me know around May. They're like, why doesn't Ch just Justin Sylvester follow you? And I go, I don't know. They're like, do you have some beef with him? I'm like, no. I mean, I, I even saw him at Craig's and I was like, hi. And he was a little weird, but I was like, oh my God, you're doing so great. And I even said with all the changes at E, Justin Sylvester should be the one to have the show. So this is why it really pissed me off and why I called him out on Twitter is because when you work on a show, even if this wasn't his idea, when someone would suggest something as a comedic writer in a creative situation, we would say to Keenan all those years back, oh, Keenan, that's a very similar joke to Joe Schmo has a bit. I just saw it at the comedy store. He'd be like, thanks for letting me know. I've talked about that before. Now, granted, a lot of people listen to Juicy Scoop every week that are in the industry that are working on similar shows where there's hot topics and things like that. So probably someone came up with this. But I would think that Justin would go, wow, that's really similar to Heather McDonald. Can we come up with something else? You know? But instead, he blocked me and stopped following me so that I would never see him promoting that he did a segment called The Scoop. So to Jenna and Hoda, no. Do they probably know or care? No. You know? who? But, I, but the thing is, I have been on on their show when it was Kathy and Hoda. I have been on all these shows. People know who I am. I was on E!, which is owned by NBC. They know who I am. And this was just really shitty. And I am going to call them out on it. I think it's low creative ability on their part. I think it's sad. The only reason I know about it now is because Thomas was probably visiting his grandmother and she was watching it. it, it so no, people weren't, Juicy Scoopers weren't letting me know that this was a thing. But once I made people aware of it, 99.9% .9 of the hundreds of comments and tags, people were pissed because Justin should know. He does know. He was well aware. He was probably embarrassed by it that he didn't speak up to these people or didn't try to come up with something more clever himself. So that's my feeling towards it. Will they do anything about it? I don't know. Have I heard from anybody at NBC or Hoda and Jenna or anybody or anything? I don't know. But what I would suggest is that going forward, you come up with a different segment for Justin. Okay, and stop jumping on what I've created by myself with absolutely no support of any PR firm or a television show or anything. All right? So as a small business owner, which is what I am, as a female, I support women. I hope that NBC does too. And, and come up with something else that's more part of Justin. Okay? Good luck to everyone over there and your, you know, and your show. And if you'd like to invite me on, I would be, we, it can all be bygones and I'd love to bring you the real juicy scoop. And if not, you can act like you don't know who I am. What is a podcast? Never heard of her. Who, what? No, I was on your show to promote, I think both of my books. I was on your show as a Chelsea Lately person, as an after, I've been on the show. Would you ask me to come on? No. Now, no, you don't, because you're stealing my shit. That's why you don't have me come on. And if that's not the case, then change it, bite me or not. I really don't care. I'm doing so well, thanks to my Juicy Scoopers. And I'm sorry that I had to release my beehive on everybody over at the Today Show. All right. I need to talk about Britney Spears. Um, I want to be sensitive about it, because, but I also want to fill you guys in, because you're probably like, what is going on? Her Instagram is back up. The latest stuff is that she's in the shower. 
She's saying, I changed my name to Brooklyn. She's taking like video of herself in the shower. Another one is, I'm in Mexico. I want to have coffee with my mom because I never was allowed to have coffee. Okay, there's all that going on. About four days ago or Friday, Perez Hilton did a very cryptic, you know, TikTok where he's like, I heard from a very good source that something is wrong with Britney, but it's not what you think. And it's not the conspiracy theories, but it's bad. But I can't say what it is, but it's bad. And then other people came on. I saw about five different big Britney Spears, like influencer type person that follow this stuff saying, I heard too. I heard from Demois and it's not what you think, but it is bad. And, but I can't say what it, why can't you say what it is? Why can't you say, Hey, Someone DM'd me and said, Brittany has cancer, or Brittany um, broke her ankle, or Brittany lost her vocal cords, or Brit whatever. Why can't you just say it and go, I don't know if it's true or not, but that's the story that Perez and everybody knows. Just say it, because it's kind of rude, so it gets people spinning. I don't even know if she's part of it. If Sam's part of it, they want to get Heather McDonald and Juicy Scoop to talk about it. The other stuff that's going on is... Is Britney dead? Was there a body double that actually got married to Sam? And we have some, um, here's her Instagram with all the weird stuff that she's saying. I'm posting these from Mexico. Honestly, I have no idea, but I can see better. I was in the shower for two hours, but we can't reveal our bodies now. There's something about shooting in water. Wanted to see my eyes. So now she says, by being in the shower, she can see her, she can see now. I guess apparently she was blind for a minute. Is that what Perez knew? Did she have a sight problem? Um, I mean, this other one, um, Instagram doesn't like posts of people revealing their bodies. So instead of her showing her boobs with the little um, hearts over her nipples and her crotch, now I guess that's her th way of being like, they won't let me show my body, so I'll go to Mexico in the shower and film myself now that I can see again. This is why it's, like, very frustrating. Um, I'm marking my eyes. I've changed my name to Brooklyn. Uh, this is before I got wet in the shower. Okay. Again, obsessed with the coffee. Annie said she really sounds like a middle schooler because you know how middle schoolers, like, that's when your mom, like, will take you to get a coffee or like a, and you're like, oh, need my coffee before um, I take this test for seventh grade. That's what it sounds like. Okay. So now, and now she's in Mexico. Okay. But what the weird stuff is, um, and I'm going to give this girl credit. Her name is Bear Hugs and Jugs. <laughs> anyway, she went and watched the, video or the wedding video and there is a lot of weird stuff in Britney's wedding video first off I first thing I said was this is so weird how sudden it was why was her photos of her in the hallway of her home with like a broom and a, a ladder like not even good photos the dress was very plain and simple looked like a very inexpensive something you could get at David's bridal or even at Nordstrom's for like $2.99 I mean I thought it was very weird. People were like, why didn't she have professional hair and makeup? So people went down and really, and, and why was Sam's photos so beautiful? And then hers were like fuzzy and not good. She also said, um, we know that Paris Hilton had to cancel something the day before to attend her wedding, which lets me know Paris found out just days, maybe a day before. Um, Jason Alexander, her first husband, who's gone on the record and was arrested for being on a property that day, 
The reason he said he was is because he was talking to her all the time as friends. And my, um, remember when I talked about the guy, Billy Makeup, who was talking to me about how he was always talking to Brittany? He was always in contact with Jason Alexander. This is over a year ago, or two even, before she got freed, and was saying, no, they talk all the time, Jason knows. So Jason, according to Jason, was her confidant. And that is why he was so shocked to hear she was getting married that day, because he was in the area, and they were going to hook up and, like, go meet somewhere around those Thousand Oaks and go on a walk. And that day he finds out she's getting married. He's like, what the hell? So a lot of people think she didn't even know she was getting married till that day. And they're like, you're getting married. Here's your dress. You know, it fits you. She didn't get to choose it. They think the choker, which I also thought was a weird choice, is a way that they could Photoshop maybe another person or, a di or, or her face onto a body that's getting married. These are all the conspiracy theories so that because maybe she didn't really get married. The people that supposedly have fa finally found her marriage license that her that was not um, was not even registered or whatever two months later, it's done in a way according to these people saying that it's the kind of marriage license in which um, confidential and that one only one person was present. The reason people do this is maybe you're in the hospital, you're incapacitated, whatever, but you have to say, I want to get married, but you don't have to be present at the actual marriage ceremony. That is the kind Brittany has. But we see Brittany kissing him, or supposedly we see Brittany in the wedding. So was that a body double? But when we see her with Paris, you know, with um, Madonna, so I feel like, did she just come to the reception? Was she not there? Or... Is this all bullshit? But the photos are crazy the, um, of her during the wedding. Someone says this does not look like her. Now, she has a veil over her face. Also, when she's getting married, her profile looks like a completely different nose. The photoshopping is very weird. When they're in the weird uh, doorway of her house, which isn't even clean in the background. Um, well, I guess this is a mirror. I don't know. It's weird. But... It doesn't look like her. Her hands are down. She's not even, like, holding Sam. There are some really weird things um, about it. And, you know, the wedding did seem like it was thrown together. But I definitely think, like, Paris Hilton was talking and hanging out with Brittany. But was she there for the actual ceremony of getting married? I don't know. I don't know what you could tell her and what she would believe. So... That is all the discussion that's going on. TMZ came out and said she is not dead, thank God. Um, but why doesn't she just, why is she pulling a Shelly Miskovich? Why doesn't she just do something right now and say, you guys, this is crazy. I was married. Sam is my husband. I was there. Um, and I'm not sick, or I am, or I'm going through something, whatever. Or is she loving all of this as well? And this is the only way she stays relevant. Because just as I was about to, like, never talk about her again, and I'm just like, I'm done. I'm fine that you spin. I'm I don't care anymore. Like, my audience is getting bored of it. This comes up, and it's pretty freaking juicy. So there you go. Um, last thing I want to discuss about is, um, oh, these are some of more Perez stuff. And I wrote Perez, and I was like, come out and say it, Perez. This is annoying, and he didn't write me back. Okay. 
I want to get into Sister Wives and why it has become such a huge hit this year and why there's people like you that have never watched, that certainly haven't watched for 17 seasons, but enjoy my commentary. But I want to tell you what's so crazy about it. So they just had the first part of the sit-down tell-all where um, the host sits down with each person, the four wives and Cody. And he reveals some weird things. He says, my biggest fear is poverty, not my a child dying, not even being like a quadriplegic or no, nothing. It's poverty. That's very important to what I'm going to get into. And he also says that one time I, I thought about reconciling with Mary because Mary on our 32nd wedding anniversary or something made me her famous Krispy Kreme, her Krispy treats, what rice Krispy treats, and I and I went to the other women and I said I'm thinking about reconciling with Mary and Christine got furious and was like I'm in a loveless marriage I'm getting out of here which makes you think God Christine that's kind of shitty don't you want to all stay in the family together Christine I don't know what her response is but Mary's response was like. I'm shocked to hear that he ever thought of reconciling with me after the Rice Krispie Treats. Because when I gave him the Rice Krispie Treats, I said, what if I kissed you right now? And he pulled back and was like, no. Okay. So it's clear Mary and he has not had sex for a very long time. Christine said we had not for like a decade. Janelle, I feel like maybe they have over the years since he's been married to Robin. We know, of course, he's been having sex with Robin. I never understood why the girls were fine with Robin coming in. Because Mary, Christine, and Janelle had been his three wives for many, many years, and they all came into the family within like a five-year period. And so I I can't remember how he met her, but they met and they, you know, and they kissed. And Christine was like, I was upset that they kissed before marriage because I did not kiss him because he was a married man until I married him in the polygamous way. They talk about the wedding. Christine said, my dad paid for my wedding, but we all paid for the wedding to Robin with their funds. Remember, they all lived in their separate houses in the cul-de-sac in Vegas. We find Janelle, I think she was a realtor or something. She made the most money. They would all pool their money together. When Robin came into the family, she was $32,000 in debt. That's all in past episodes of the show. People that have done the deep dive, as well as myself, they helped the women's, like the fund of all of their money together, which is how they did it, paid her debt off. He then divorced Mary to marry Robin so he could adopt her three kids. Remember, he was also upset with Janelle saying the boys, their boys together, are too old to be living at home. They're over 18. They should get the hell out of your house. And Janelle's like, I'm not doing that. There's a pandemic. My sons are going to college. They have jobs. If I can support them with a roof over their head, I'm going to. She said, Cody always made me choose, choose between my, my family and my kids and him. Meanwhile, at Robin's mansion, in which we now know that Mary's profits, half of Mary's profits from her house in Vegas went to buying that house, along with Janelle's, also Janelle's 401k or something she cashed out to pay to help that house, which only the two of them, only Robin and Cody are on that title, not the four, five of them, just the two of them. 
So Janelle is really pissed at this point. She really got screwed. She's a smart lady. She worked hard. And she really has nothing to show for it, except hopefully this show will continue and she can keep a paycheck. So she has now said we are separated as well. And last week, Mary said it, even though we don't see it in the first section of the tell-all. So it's just he and Robin now. Again, when they, why did they ever leave Flags, uh, Vegas? I always thought it was so weird that they le- left Vegas because they each had their own ho- home. Why? Well, because they wanted those f- funds, I think, to go and they're going to build this house in Coyote Pass, right? Why Flagstaff? Well, Robin's older son was going to college there. But when you look back at the clips of how they convinced the other women, she's sitting back and he's doing a PowerPoint presentation to the other women of why Vegas is not home and why Flagstaff, Arizona is where it's at and why this is going to be so financially good for all of us and all of our kids and all of our adult kids. But let's also keep in mind, I have a two-year-old and we need to think about my young kids my two young kids that I had with Robin, they have to be the priority, not your old kids that need to get the hell out of the house. And also at the house with Robin during COVID that he lived there, those her adult children were also living there, including Aurora that he cried that he couldn't see, and, um, and a nanny that Christine kept saying, what does the nanny do? Why did they need a nanny? They had adult girls, adult daughters that, and son that could help with their younger kids. They don't work. And, you know, they're at home all the time. Why did they need a nanny? So it's really getting revealed now that Robin came in wanting to be on the show, wanting to marry Cody, and wanting to do best for her three kids. And she found this was the best option. How the three women, Mary, Janelle, and Christine, signed off on it and thought it was good is the secret I want to know. What went down? What did Cody tell them of why bringing in Robin was going to benefit their whole family? Was it because she was younger and could give them a couple more kids and that's what the Lord wants? What was it? And, um, And, you know... So now they're all gone and everybody's hoping that the show continues. It will. I think they're definitely still filming and we're going to see their different lives and them dating or what. I I don't know if the show will be as engaging in seasons to come if we don't see Cody being such a freak dancing around with his curls and it's like a knife in the kidney. I fought so hard to love you. I didn't want to because you ate those nachos, Christine, and it was disgusting. He is the worst. Those are literally lines he said. So I wanted to know why you guys want to know why it's such a phenomenon it is. And he's entered my dreams yet again. I literally go to bed every night and say no more dreams about Cody being back in high school because my kid was studying for finals. And please no earthquakes. We just had one in Northern California. So that's why I say every night. No, Cody, get out of my fucking dreams. I don't want to see Robin or anybody else in my dreams. I don't want to be living in Sister Wives in my nightmares. But I will talk about it on Juicy Scoop until the show goes off the air. I love that the trend in clothing now is about, like, unbothered luxury. Well, that is why you need to check out Quince. It is a game changer. I now have a wardrobe of luxury essentials that a transition from one occasion to the next. I look like a classy lady and I stay on budget. 
There are 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. Are you kidding me? Also, I love their organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops that look good on everybody. And now they have timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. I love their cashmere. It is so soft and the quality is amazing. The gray one that I've had for years still looks brand new, but I've added different colors to them this season because who doesn't love fabulous cashmere? Also, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash juicy for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash juicy to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash juicy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello and welcome to Juicy Scoop. I have your favorite, one of your favorites. You don't need to say who is your favorite. We know they're all your favorites. Justin Martindale and I have Justin, Mm -hmm. your adorable uh, Barbie that, of course, I had at the Christmas party as your name card. Yes. And, you know, Annie got the perfect gold uh, magic marker to put your highlights in. Yeah. She did a great job. I mean, really cute. And then I have my Barbie, too. Just out on the town, this is the Barbie remake that we deserve. Really? You know? Truly, truly. Just nicely dressed. Mm-hmm. Has a nice big sh- big foot. Know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Still no package. Because <laughs> they don't have one. It's just a weird bulbous front. <laughs> um. Okay, breaking news uh, in the comedy world. Yes. There is a YouTube uh-huh. documentary out. It's about a half hour long that was brought to my attention, and of course I had to watch it. It's called The Chris D'Elia Problem. And it is done and produced by another comedian named Kyle Anderson. And just to remind people of who Chris D'Elia is, he is a, was a very popular actor. He did a lot of acting. He was um, on Whitney Cummings NBC sitcom like 10 years ago where he was her love interest. He is was really beloved in the comedy world as like a really funny guy. He comes from a very uh, privileged Hollywood background. His dad was like a director or something. He was Producer, yeah. a, a big in the podcast world um, with like the top male comedians. And a f- few years ago, these women came forward who had evidence and everything, and a big LA Times article was written, I believe, about how they were pursued by him um, while in high school. He was well aware that they're in high school, and he had these Snapchats that he would go back and forth with them. And in one of the in one of the the stories um, with one, I believe, the a Jane Doe who was coming forward. There, she alleged that he that she did get with him, and he did forcibly uh, sexually assault her. And other ones, it was that he pursued them on the Snapchat, sent me photos, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So, 
all of a sudden, you know, the other comedians that are friends with him are like, we want nothing to do with him. The fighter and the kid, they are like crying on their podcast. They can't believe this happened. You know, we had no idea. There was well, no he got son. his own allegations too, right? Brian Callen yeah. then got his own, and then the two of them broke up. Mm-hmm. But now they're back together. Sure, I don't know. And kind of in this world of comedy, and which this could be a good or a bad thing, depending on how you feel about it. Um, in a case like him, he re- was he canceled? Is he canceled in the sense that he's not going to be doing a Coca-Cola ad and a lead in a sitcom? Absolutely. He's not going to be on, you know, celebrity game show. He's not going to be doing that. But he can still have his podcast, have his Patreon, and go and perform at independent theaters. And if enough people go and pay tickets, he can have his thing. And if you want to go see him, fine. So he comes out a few months later and he does a pretty compelling statement and he says I'm working on myself I'm going to rehab I was inappropriate I got to a place where getting girls was very easy however mm-hmm. it was um, that the girls were never underage and it was always consensual that's what he says mm-hmm. the lawsuits and everything go away disappeared so I remember yeah I'll get dropped and he has since gotten married to his his girl that he had a child with He does a lot of dad videos and all this other stuff. I had to stop following him. So today, this YouTube video comes out. Like I said, and I watched it. This morning. This morning, someone sends it to me, and I'm like, wait, holy. So I watched the whole thing, and and I reached out. I had a private conversation with the person who did it, who is Kyle Anderson. You can follow him. He's a comedian right off the bat. He's like, I'm a comedian, and someone's going to say, you're doing this because you're not successful, whatever. But he really did his own like Netflix documentary on this. Mm-hmm. He went and got the his tour former tour, tour manager to say, I absolutely believe all these women. This is what I saw. I saw things. We Basically, the shocking part is that what this YouTube uh, doc claims, based on the people that were interviewed is that after his I'm doing better and I'm a dad now and apology ago, yeah he continued to pursue women mm-hmm. under f- different snapchats and whatever and in doing it the most crazy disturbed thing is that he jokes in so many podcasts and, and he has merch and everything that I have a cult and my followers are called babies yes he, he says that's this. been known yeah and I've joked, Juicy Scoop is a cult, yeah. Church of Juicy Scoop, blah, blah, blah. These are, you know, the Juicy Scoopers, and we all have that type of fun yeah. stuff. But just the same way he played a creep in, what was he playing? You. In You, mm-hmm. he played a comedian that mm-hmm. was uh, pursuing underage girls. Yep. It's like the truth and the lies. It's very interesting. And he, um, and with these girls, they he had them tattoo his name like a CD, like a small, sometimes on the hand, sometimes on the neck. He would do obsessed with their weight, keeping them thin, much like Nexium in the Val. Uh, he um, would get to like a mind space where he would say they'd be on the one girl was who's the main interview on this um, doc. She's like. He would get on the phone and, and be like, where are you right now? You've got to answer me. I have full, total control over you. And she would be like, "He'd get on, get on the floor right now. Get on your knees right now while they're on the phone. And she would for like, mm-hmm. and then he was bringing out girls 
um, and say, I want you all to live together because all the girls knew they were not in a monogamous relationship. Well, one, he has a wife, but also even like I'm not the only mistress. I want you guys to all live together in an apartment in L.A. This is what he said he wanted. It never happened. That So I could, you know, have a little fuck pad with all of you guys. Yeah. So this is what they're claiming. I think it's very well done. I think it's very interesting. He has dates in January in San Diego. He has one at the LA Improv. I guess the comedy store has banned him for now. You yeah, never he, know. Yeah. Um, but he is at the Hollywood Improv. And if you I don't know if everybody buying tickets to him are all men and they don't care and you know, hey, it went away. It went away because they were paid off. In my opinion, I believe not in your opinion. In, in your my opinion, opinion <laughs> I believe that these attorneys that have that were uh, initially um, representing these yeah. young girls got a very generous office mm-hmm. offer from his attorneys. Well, and for the attorneys, it behooves them to settle. For the girl, oftentimes, you can go on with your life. You can go back to college. Here's a couple hundred grand. He's a multi multi millionaire. And not only does he have generational wealth, but he makes a lot of money off doing these big theaters. Mm-hmm. And so to pay off one girl, that's another night on the road for him. So that was, and he has the power of the Hollywood, you know, people that he's friends with and through his father and everything to get this done. So it is my opinion that that is why I think these girls went away. Oh, it's you're absolutely right. And, um, but. Because, I mean, it's not like they didn't just go away they just vanished yeah it was like i remember when all this went down because we were all calling each other being like are you seeing this right and it was such a like a shock because not only was it like oh we're in lockdown and covid's happening because it was like may or june of that year 2020 yeah yeah and so we were all just kind of shocked and then everybody just kind of dropped it and everyone, like you said, disassociated themselves with him. And we were all kind of like, what's going on? And then I remember like once the um, the comedy clubs were like opening up again, we were still doing like outside shows. He would show up and the people and like, I remember people had to be like, hey, you need to go because we don't want like TMZ being here thinking that you're like, you know. We're condoning this. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so. It's just really weird. I heard all the stories. I mean, as a witness to um, this behavior throughout the years, I mean, it's he. I, I, you can't say that he was not on top of the world. He was. He was the guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, people went crazy for him. Now, I was given the title of his babysitter. I don't know if you know Wait, this what? story. No, I don't. <clears throat> this is when he, around the time of, you know, his hype, he would bring a girl, a different girl, every night. To when he had a set at the When club. he had a set, and like, without fail, to the point where I was like, can anyone else see this? Like, it was very bizarre. A different yeah. girl, sometimes they were, you know, they looked of age, sometimes they did not. Sometimes I wondered if they were, you know, biological women. Okay. Um... Prostitutes, maybe, but it was a different woman every night, and we all knew it, and we just kind of were like, you know what, he's allowed to do his own thing, whatever. He, Because he doesn't do drugs, he didn't drink, so. 
And also in the doc, uh, it's like that's his whole thing. And yeah. people would argue, well, his addiction was sex addiction and women and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the comedian who put this together said, dude, maybe try a Bud Light. Like, like maybe not take advantage of a woman. Like, yeah. you know, so um, so what, what I found interesting is I'm like, when was the last time he was seeing someone other than the woman he says is his wife? And it was as recent as April of 2022. I mean, that's the thing. I think so, he did. He had several relationships where yeah. he was like cheating on his girlfriend at the time. Yeah. And that, back to what I was saying is like he would go do a set and he would like come up to me and be like, hey, Justin, like my girlfriend's here. And I'm like, great. <laughs> and he'd be like, I'm going to go do a set. Can you just watch her out here? And watch I'd, the girlfriend to make sure that one of his other women doesn't approach her or yeah. what? So I would be on the patio because, of course, I was like a young comic at the time. I'm trying to like fit in with everybody. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, yeah, sure, no problem. And he knows that I'm not a threat. I'm not right. going to like hit on her. Right. So like I can entertain her or whatever. So what was happening was I'm on the patio watching this girl just get drunk and, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kind of like, okay. And was and, that the current wife? No, 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 no. I mean, so many, Heather. It's crazy. So, like, but like, while I was on the patio, he was in the hallway with his foot on the wall, like, you know. Yeah. uh, And you know, he have all these other girls come talk to him while I'm outside on the patio talking to her. To the point where I said, "Hey, I'm not doing this anymore. I know what you're doing. I think it's gross. I'm not doing this anymore." So and then he'd walk by me and pretend that he didn't know me or whatever, like and whatever. I it's just it's just so gross and toxic and disturbing that. Uh, and you know, I know stories how, uh, you know, they'd get nude uh, pictures from girls, and him and his friends at the time would all sit around in a circle and and look at them, and you know. Uh, well, that's they bring up the nudes in this. Yeah, talk, oh, they do. Where they say yeah. what he would say is he would send nudes of other girls that he mm-hmm. was seeing to a girl and go, I want you to copy this same position of nude and send it back yep. and make sure that the tattoo of the CD is showing. Yeah, doesn't surprise me at all. And so they were like, you know, and a couple of the girls, you know, did eventually like talk to each other and, and I don't know. It's it's crazy. I suggest you watch it. It's like a half hour long mm-hmm. if you're interested. Be aware. Um, it's just it's someone just could gross. say oh, maybe he's going to come out and go. Maybe he's going to go to sex rehab again. Maybe he's not going to address this at all because it's on YouTube. Though, however, it's only been a few hours and it's over fifty thousand views. Once I talk about it on Juicy Scoop, I think more people will be interested. I just think I, people I should know. Sure. This is just just know who you are supporting, supporting, and spending your money on and looking. And, and if you still find it funny and you want to go to the show, of course, that's your right. And if the venue still wants to put this person up, that's their right. But it's also the right of the girls that he, the victims, the victims and who he was a predatory person to. And he mind fucked them. And he would always threaten suicide. He'd be like, yeah, if you don't do this, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. And one of those guys, um, if you, you know, um, yeah, like all that type of stuff. Yeah, these are people's daughters. Yeah. You know, their so, children, you know, they move out to L.A. and they think they're going to like, you know, get swept up in Hollywood and get to go all the coolest premieres and go to the, you know, po- coolest parties and they just get like brainwashed, you know. Yeah. And it's, it is, it, it's, it's sad and uh, I, I can't wait to watch it. But um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's. It's definitely a problem. The Crystalia so, problem. There you go. However, I do think <laughs> yeah. you need to 
start a Juicy Scooper cult, get the Gwen Shamblin hair, and take it from there. <laughs> See what happens. Well, you know, um, I know Chris Jenner has her own church. Who? Chris Jenner has had her own church for many, many years. Of course she does. Um, you know, as you know, churches are still not uh, taxed, which is why a lot of churches start. And um, so I have no desire to make Juicy Scoop a church. Don't make it a church. Because I am happy to pay my taxes. Good. It's, but yeah. But there you go. So that's maybe it. Okay. So Harry and Meghan. Mm -hmm. um, the, I don't know if you notice. This is like, this is going to be a little triggering for you. Is it? There is a K jeweler situation okay. happening. <laughs> Who was our other favorite spokespeople from K jewelers? Jonathan but, Bennett and James. Right. Yes. They were the first um, gay couple to get yes. a K jeweler deal. Uh huh. Now, what the K jeweler commercial, which I saw, has a very much of a. Harry, oh sorry, H and M lookalike. Mm -hmm. So, and it's they're getting a necklace. Our love is entwined. She, the girl has dark hair. She has a perfect little cute nose from the side. She really does look like. And then he comes around, and he has a ginger beard. And so oh, they're saying oh, that is the double. Oh, I thought that so it was actually him. It's not actually them. They literally, they really did find some, which I, I think is pretty brilliant. Yeah, I think it's pretty brilliant. Whether you hate him or love him. We're talking about K Jewelers. It's Hallmark for jewelry. Yes. It yes. really is. It's, it's, it's truly Hallmark jewelry. Yes. Oh, you can't spell love without a K Jewelers. I've talked a lot about the documentary. Harry, but I mean, if you want to give your opinion, have you watched any of it? No, but Evan and I have talked about it and we're just annoyed. Yeah. We haven't even seen it. We're just we just think it's just so much. Yeah. Just like from what we see is the like the coverage goes. I mean, it's always in the news, but we're just I don't under I don't know what the um overall critique is of the series, but I just I'm just kind of tired of all of it. I did see a really funny um sketch mm -hmm. about if you're an angry old white Man, especially Pierce if you're Morgan. English, yeah. English. Uh huh. We have a call line, a helpline for you to call, and it shows these these guys being like, "Who does she think she is?" Yeah. And like, it was pretty funny. Like that people got, and that's also funny too to get so riled up about your hatred for her or whatever. So according to page six, the Montecito, California compound where Prince Harry and Meghan Markle H and M shot their highly anticipated six part Netflix doc has hit the market. And it is for $33.5 million. Ugh, commoners. So, <laughs> so this is the house that they bought. Can you look up what they... I believe they paid $16 million for it. Mm -hmm. And now they are selling it. Doubling it up. And I believe they are the owners. And that's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. I wonder what they're going to get, if they're going to get something smaller, if they're trying to, like, <laughs> scale down just a little. Maybe just to, like... They bought. They paid fifteen. They're selling it for thirty three. Yeah. D that. What year did they pay fifteen? I mean, it was like probably like what two thousand eight. No. 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 Two thousand eight. What do you mean? Twenty twenty. Megan and Harry purchased their multi million dollars. Yeah. Twenty twenty. So wait a minute. They paid fourteen point seven million in twenty twenty, and now it's twenty twenty two, and they're asking thirty three million. Because that's where it was. Because that's the location. They're doubling it up because they were like, now it's like a a thing. Okay. I'm gonna predict what it goes for. Okay. Go for it. Hold on. 
It's going to go for 26.5. Okay, good. Okay. So, Selling Montecito over here. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Pardon. Um. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a side of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. <laughs> Curious to see where what they get. I assume they'll stay in the area, but um, I actually I heard this was a pocket listing, mm-hmm. and, and I did write Josh Altman. Oh, can you see who has the listing? I did ask Josh Altman because I was like, "Do you know about this? Is this true?" This was like a month ago mm-hmm. that they were. So I think they might have not. I think they were fishing to find a buyer, um, and then without putting it on the market. Because they didn't want people to question, you know, speculate why they were selling, but now it is officially listed. Do you know who has the, uh, the listing? Can you find out? I will say this: I have a prediction. Yes. Uh, Harry's book comes out in oh, yes. January. Oh, okay. And I think that's going to set the tone for the next chapter of this whole M- Meghan and Harry thing, because I think it's going to really disrupt the royals. I think he's going to get a little too, uh, what's the word, uh, honest? <laughs> I just wonder what there is, what more there is to say. Well, let's see. I guess I guess we'll get little chapters of like, when I was 12, this happened. When yeah. I was 15 at boarding school, I have a funny story about this. Just like any like anyone's memoir. That's like, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, that's the thing that I don't like is this whole brother against brother. You yeah. know, because you're like... You really rooting for them because they were like they both experienced this horrible tragic loss of their mother when they right. were young. They've been in the spotlight their entire lives and you're just like you want them to work it out, you know, but it's like, you know, you're he- hearing of William being like cut it out, like I'm the heir. Like have we learned nothing from the crown? You know, I it's guess like not. it's a thing. It's the it's the it's the monarchy. It's the I always just wonder the sovereign. <laughs> yeah, what? But what like scoop are we going to get from the book that you saved for the book? Because I just saw that uh, Lamar Odom is doing something a TMZ sit down. There's also Hulu Hulu doc. Oh, where Lamar, he's like I loved Chloe and cocaine. Yeah, with a K. And I'm like, <laughs> but I also like I stayed at my friend's house and mm. um. On a vacation, and she had the the Lamar book, and I ended up reading the entire book. Wow, which 
it was not hard. It was well, like I mean, very big print. And, and someone had to. Yeah. And <laughs> what is he going to reveal that he didn't reveal in that book? Yeah. So it's just a way to make money and regurgitate the story. But I, I was at the Laker game on Sunday and I said, you know, what's so sad is I remember when they first got married, Chloe and he, and, um, you know, they'd go to all the games and there was a game where the opposite team had the heads, had the faces of uh-huh. Chloe. And I'm like, oh, that was so cute. <laughs> that was before we knew that, you know, you were a cocaine, sex addict, horrible person. And you and Rob were doing who knows what in her basement while she yeah. acted like she was trying to get pregnant when she clearly wasn't because she knew you were a fucking mess. Like those were the fun times. But also that was five faces ago. You know, yeah. they couldn't use those. They, they couldn't, couldn't use... use them again. It was a one-time deal. Oh my god! Oh, it's listed by Nest Seekers. That's a high-end. Uh, uh, I know they have them in New York too. So there you go. Hmm. Um, Don't pick up the phone. Is on Netflix. Yes. And I remember this story. It happened in like 2005, where. This guy would call like fast food restaurants, ask to speak to the manager and say, because I'm a police officer. And the first episode is a very, this is all I've seen, is a very disturbing thing where he then instructs this 51-year-old female manager of a McDonald's. Donna Summers. Her name is Donna Summers. Which I was like. so weird. (laughs) What? And he says, "Um, I'm a police officer and we got word that this employee of yours, and he describes a girl that actually works there. She was young. She was brunette. Da, da, has stolen someone's wallet. Can you bring her in? And they keep asking her to, you know, can you check her to, to the point where they she gets her completely naked. Yes. And then she's like, I have to go. Like, what, are you, what should we do? And he goes, you go and cover the burgers. Do you have anybody else? And she goes, yeah, I have my 50-year-old fiance. fiance. Who come. Okay, put him on the phone. He can watch her. Then they instruct this guy who, up until this point, had led a pretty exemplatory normal life. Church, like leader in his church. Yes. Like well-respected man around the neighborhood. Go on. And then (laughs) says, okay, um, and the girl's just sitting there, okay, and she's covered in like totally naked. Has an apron, like a black apron on her. Yeah, he goes, there might be something in her. Can you have her? uh, uh, you. No, jumping jacks. Oh, jumping jacks and run in place. And then um, she needs to sit on your lap so you can smell her Her breath breath. in case she's taken any drugs. And to the point where he then says, now she has to give you oral. And he (laughs) does. And he does. And he's engaged to Donna Summer. I know. While she's flipping burgers. Last so, chance. So then he he goes, I got to get out of here. Now all of a sudden he had to wake up like, wait. Wait, what did I just do? Still on the phone with a fake cop. Finally, Donna Summers goes, brings in another older man who's the janitor. And she explains to the janitor and he goes, this is bullshit. What the hell is going on? Hangs up the phone, calls the cop. A detective comes. He's absolutely horrified that this poor 18-year-old girl was put through this. It was his neighbor. It was a neighbor. The neighbor's daughter. She was like a church-going person and she was intimidated and was always told to do it, you know, uh, what to do, uh, tell, you know, follow all the rules and follow your superiors and, you know, do what you're told. And so it's a doc 
and I don't know how it ends. I didn't either. That's all I watched. I was so like grossed out. I was and, pretty like, grossed out. I don't know if I'll continue. I don't think I will either because I was like, I don't need to know the Taco Bell story of this. I don't need to know the Burger King <laughs> episode either. There's three episodes. But I remember when it was going down and I yeah. was like. Hey, no pun intended, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. I mean, it does make you, it's a, it's a big manipulation, but it also makes you go, you know, these are people that Simple work folk. an hourly job that yeah. have a task that they do over and over again and like again this guy is like a master manipulator and I like you know and I can see how it can happen there was a very popular podcast and um and series and everything called the queen of con wait no, the hollywood queen wait the hollywood con queen the uh-huh. hollywood con queen if you're it is crazy and then basically this person would call all these people that worked in Hollywood but they were like below the line people like a stuntman uh, maybe a stylist whatever a key grip yeah like I love re- a key grip. and let reach out mm-hmm. and be like and pretend to be this high power- powerful woman executive and get them to go over to like Thailand or someplace that they're doing a movie and get in a car and go around and keep paying this cab driver. And it was like the scam was not for a lot of money. Uh And in the end, you realize that this person that was pretending to be all these people just got off on seeing how far they could push someone. And and the part of the, the scam was that the person was like excited to be getting closer to their Hollywood goal, which is really cruel. Manipulation. So I had two things happen in the last week. What? I was golfing with my son, Drake. Okay. And I got a text. Hi, Heather. Let me know if you got this text. Brian Roberts, CEO of Comcast Networks. So I'm like, now Comcast used to be part of E or own E. Yeah. So we were always like part of Comcast. And I'm like, I don't know. Is this... Some guy that remembers me from E, and he's got, like, a real opportunity for me. So I said, yes, this is Heather. And he said, good. I'm in a conference call meeting at the moment. Can't talk on the phone. Need you to get something something done for me. Mm-hmm. That word, I was like, and so I said, Drake, I think I'm part of a scam. Let's keep it going. <laughs> yeah, it is fun. <laughs> so I said, okay. And he goes, I need to... I need to provide a client with some Visa gift certificates. This is the CEO of Comcast. Yes. Can you confirm if you could grab some of that, any any of it at a store nearby? Now, wait. Our first one. So I look him up. Brian Roberts, CEO of Comcast. Looks like a very respectable guy. Sure. So I'm like, this is so hilarious. As if this guy is like, needs to get gift cards for who? What client? NBC? Like, what fucking client do you have? Okay. Do you have an assistant or a secretary? So I'm like, let's see how far I can go. Okay. So I say, um, I say, uh, how do I know you? Do I know you from the network a while back? Mm -hmm. And he says, yes. Mm. And I said, that e Christmas party was something I'll never forget. <laughs> Are you single now? Work. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm, of course I'm with my son. I'm Drake. I'm yeah. like Drake. I'm gonna be like that. We got fucking busy in a closet, yeah, uh-huh. and he's like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. How far? How far are you going? Anyway, it stopped there. Uh- <laughs> 
didn't get back to you. <laughs> and so I think, I'm like, is this guy like have many different phones and mm-hmm. computers going and just seeing who he can convince? And already I'm taking too long. So he mm-hmm. found someone else. Then it happened again, a different number. Yeah. What can you DoorDash me? Can you, well, why can't, why can you DoorDash me Diet Coke? It's late, but I haven't had one all day. Hey. And I go, who is this? Maddie. I'm dying for some Diet Coke. I write, I don't know you. Please. I go, no. Pretty please. I said, no. And then um, I what look. What is this? The Watcher Diet Coke? I know. So then I look up Maddie, and uh, it's obviously a fake thing. Sure. It's three cute photos of a cute girl named Maddie. Chic AF, keep faith in God. Sure. And three posts. And, um. So that was that. This is a thing. Very strange. I get the same thing too. Okay. I had my first fake account made on Instagram. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Justin Martindale, 1975. Not me. Okay, you guys. Not me. Just letting everyone know. It's not. Um, And they- Also, that's not the year you were born, right? How dare you? No, it was not. It was 98. I know. So- Um. <laughs> But it was, but I was like, I was like, wait a minute. And so what they would do is like hit up my friends, DM them and be like, hello, rosebud emoji. Okay. <laughs> and my friends who know me are probably like, this is not real, not real scam or whatever. And he'd be like, no, 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 no. How is your family doing? Are you this doing okay? This is all okay? on Instagram DM. Yeah, all on okay. Instagram DM. So I report it. They all reported it, whatever. But I get the same thing. I'll get like these random text messages and it'll just say, Hi. I'm like, get, what are you doing? You bored, sad person. I don't get it. I like, I like, I like the idea and the notion of like going a little far and being like, oh my God, like, I, I mean, I get a lot on social media. Have they found the body yet? Of like guys (laughs) trying to act like they, they're into me, you know? And so if I was a lonely gal, maybe I would start. You know, next thing I know, I've given some Nigerian $80,000 and I think we're going to be on 90 Day Fiance. I don't know. That could happen. I understand how it could happen. Well, and I also get the ones, like, I had one where it was like your, it was like through email where it's like, um, uh, your, your, uh, your annual payment went through for, uh, your security for McAvee or whatever, like, and I'm like, wait a minute, did I get charged $450? And and Evan's like, no, it's a scam. And I'm like, ugh. And it pisses me off because this is a thing. Like, I'll get a text being like, your Netflix account has been activated by someone else. Click the link. And my mom is like texting me. She's like, is this a scam? Is this a scam? And I'm like, yes, it is. And, and it he- makes me sad because they're like taking advantage of these like elderly people who are not tech but, savvy. Okay, your mom <clears throat> is smart to do that because yeah. I mean, I do well, that. Well, I told her. I mean, I pretty much don't touch anything, but I always do confirm like mm-hmm. even like if we're shopping and you know, Peter and I, we have the same credit card and they were at the Foot Locker. Well, that's not a place I shop. Right. And so then they said, like, is this you? You know, and then I'll so then I'll go, did you guys go to Foot Locker? Yes, we're at Foot Locker right now, you know. I'm like, okay, fine. But People, if you are questioning it, do call um, your son or, in my case, Justin Martindale. Yeah. (laughs) Same thing. And just say, what should I do with this? Don't respond. Screen grab it. Do it. I mean, it's a veil. If anything seems weird or your app, you've been locked out of your Apple ID email. Don't don't do that. that. Yeah. You have not. I mean, it is crazy how much 
it has like gotten worse, you know? It's, yeah. It's, I feel like Instagram, especially these other apps and whatnot, need to really kind of get it together because it, when do you know it's real, you know? Like what if no. someone's like really like, here, like someone's doing this. You're like, ah, eh, no, it's fine. Yeah, Scam. Yeah. You're like, no, it's real, you know? Nope. Anyway, it's it's juicy if you want to watch it. And then uh, to this guy, Brian Roberts, that party was amazing. No, I don't know. You know, you are. were mentioning 1-800 and 1-900 numbers uh, yeah. a minute ago. And I after I watched uh, McTits or whatever. What, <laughs> McTits? Don't what? pick up the phone, the McDonald's. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went to the Miss Cleo documentary, which is way fun. Tell me fun. about that. Do you remember Miss Cleo? No, I do, but I and I saw a little bits of it, but I have not watched it. So okay. tell everybody what that's about. So it's about Miss Cleo, the fortune teller. So it talks it. about like in the nineties, yes. uh, like nineteen. I think it was like nineteen ninety seven. I thought it was like ninety four, but I totally remember the commercials. Right, and right. Stuff. So it was like talking about like how before the internet. You know, there was, uh, you know, uh, there were dating the, lines, sell music, party yeah. with us. We're yeah. hot girls just looking to party, call yeah. us, you know. Yeah. And then there was like this psychic, you know, network with Dion Warwick had some. Uh, I think, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, the guy from Star Wars, Billy, Billy D. Williams, yes. Um, and then Miss Cleo, and they were like, oh, we just had these like put ads in the paper, you know, and be like, hey, we need a psychic. And so they just went to this warehouse and had a headset. People would call in, and they used her as the personality to tell the fortunes of people, whatever. But yeah. she was like a scam artist. She was like in Seattle, yeah, and ran like a theater company, stole all the money, ran away. She said she had cancer to some people, and they Just were like, the face of it. You mean she's the face of it? Yeah. Right. So she would be like enthusiastic and be like, "Call me now for your free reading," right? You right? Know? Yeah. And like parodied on um, like SNL, Raven, yeah, SNL yeah. Mad TV, Raven Simone did a thing, and, and that's so Raven. And it was such a pop culture moment. She had the turban, yeah. you know, yes. she, she was Jamaican, but wasn't. Like, even Jamaican people were like, she's not Jamaican. <laughs> like, she's appropriating our, our language, yeah. you know? And yeah, and it was a 1 800 number, 1 900 number, and you they would just keep you on the line for three minutes for free, and then. That was Get their whole goal was you. to keep you on the line and charge you up a, a shitload of money. It's great. As far as psychics go, mm -hmm. please, please, if there's a juicy scooper that went to see a psychic at the end of 2019 <laughs> and you recorded it and you listen back and they say, and you say, what will I be doing in 2020? And they say, I see you staying home a lot and gaining about 20 pounds. <laughs> Then I will say that's the psychic that you should continue with. It was funny because. No, but the fact that all these psychics, yeah. nobody can has come, no one I know has said, and I have a lot of friends that go, not a lot, but a handful, that go see psychics, mm -hmm. which I am not a fan of, which I'm like, why do you do that? Nobody said, wow, did they predict the last three years of my life of like pandemic <laughs> back and forth? You're gonna, I see you, like, I see your face being covered, then I see it not. Oh, now it's covered again. Mm. Now it's not covered. Now it's, you know, like, <laughs> I, what see are you, you? I see you eating outside being very cold, yeah. very, very cold. Yeah, you're gonna have a bad day on yeah. Monday. Yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> great. Yeah, nobody said that. So it's funny because in the Mad TV sketch, they have, um, uh, uh, Deborah Wilson, who played uh, yes. Miss Cleo, she was like, she got a call, and it was one of the other uh, 
cast members and she's like, I have a question. And she's like, yes, go on, girl. Give me a, give me a question. She's like, were you working on September 10th? <laughs> she's like, oh, hung up. <laughs> this is obviously after 9-11 yeah, happened. Yeah. So it was like, how did you not predict this was right, going to happen? Right, yeah, right, exactly. exactly. So it's it's really good. I say watch it. So I, I just saw this on page six, mm-hmm. but quite the cover mm. on the New York Magazine. Nepo we have Babies. Here. Nepo Babies, which I started to hear people use this word maybe like three or four months ago mm-hmm. and talking about a Nepo baby would be Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm-hmm. Her, both her parents were in the business, you know, a Kate Hudson mm-hmm. or... or and then there's a lot of young ones too that are up and comers, and you don't even know that their parents were famous. You're just they're your new favorite actress, yeah. which has always been the case. Jamie Lee Curtis, right? You know. So all of on that. the New York uh, magazine cover, it says she has her mother's eyes and her agent, extremely overanalyzing Hollywood's nepo baby boom by Nate Jones, and they have everybody in there like these. Like all their face, all these famous nepo babies that with their little baby in their, you know, like as they're going to the. Like in these little baby um, cribs. So who's this guy? Who? This black guy. What? Uh, How is he famous? I mean, who's his famous parents? I don't know. Who's that's who? Dakota Johnson next to him. Yeah. Who is that? Anyway. Um, uh, Zoe Kravitz, Johnny Depp's daughter, right? Ben Platt, Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman's daughter. Who's the girl next to her? Who's that one? Um. I don't know, but I I want to read this article. Like, listen, yeah, it happens. And if your family owns a roofing company, chances are you're gonna if you want to pursue it, you're gonna have the opportunity to learn how to be a roofer, mm-hmm. and maybe one day take over your dad's business. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, if that's your business, and like literally you're looking to cast someone, and you naturally have. The gene of both talent, both parents being in the arts and being actors, you might be a really good little actress. You might be also really pretty. And then you're at the house when the agent or the director is there Mm -hmm. and you're, you know, 18 and they're like, well, we're doing this show about college girls. And well, my daughter, you know, was just the lead in the play. Okay, well, we'll have her read. Yeah, that person's going to have a better opportunity than the really good actress at Oklahoma City High who also killed it on stage. Because there's already a buzz about her parents. But it's not just actors. And all the connections. It's not just the actors. Like, you're seeing it now with Jennifer Lopez's kids. She's bringing them out on stage and singing with them. Mariah Carey's kids. She just had, like, her daughter, like, duet with her over Christmas singing that song. Heather McDonald's kids. She just had Drake Tobias do a A a text message. Yeah, a scamming text. No, but I had him on the show last week at the end of the show Uh explaining crypto, the crypto scam. Taking the reins of Juicy Scoop into another direction. do you think why why don't I find another twenty year old off the street to explain that? Why? Because I woke up that mor- that morning and Drake was explaining it to me, and I said, "You explain it so well. Can you come on the show mm-hmm. and explain it?" Yeah. Your son, your guest. He's a nepo baby. Yeah, no, he's a he, nepo baby. He's a nepo baby. He's right up there with Gwyneth Paltrow. LeBron James's son's playing basketball. You know, it's like all these guys. Are, it's 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 everything. You it's know? the connection, but it's also there you you when you give birth to your kids they often have the same interests and even if they you know they and even the and some of the same talents and same of the same genetics and it you can be a good actor too I just wish because I was you're a head, nepo baby 
I'm not. I'm not a Nepo baby. I did it my way. My parents my parents are realtors and I was a realtor. Yeah. And they you know, and I got I just like the selling sunset Oppenheimer girlfriend. I got handed listings. Yeah. I didn't have to knock on the door. <gasps> Mauricio's daughter. I, I, I was the original Mauricio's daughter. <laughs> the OG daughter. I was. I mean, we had we were doing it before they were doing it. Yeah. I'm just saying. But I I do think it's interesting. And I I don't know. I mean, yes, I guess you can be jealous and mad about it. But it's I just, am. It's, but it's been going since the beginning of time. I know. But it's like th- they're talking about the boom of it. Like now all these celebrity kids are getting older now. And they're just like, you know, there's people who are like going to Juilliard. And there's people who are like doing the 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 work. And these kids are just like, I want to be on Euphoria. And they're like, okay, go lick some ass, you know. <laughs> Do you know the girl that has that show, um, Ziwa? Z. Oh. It's like Z-I-W-E. Oh, Z-Way, yeah. Z-Way. Mm-hmm. I saw a clip of her. I honestly, so I don't know if this was meant to go this way, but it was fucking brilliant. So she's interviewing Drew Barrymore. Yes. And Drew's like, I mean, I came <laughs> from a Hollywood family, but they were like all dead and had lost everything, uh-huh. you know, before I even started doing it. <laughs> Granted, she worked at six, right? Yeah. And she was like... Yeah, and I lived in poverty or something. Yes, she was like, I lived in poverty and my parents were immigrants or something like that. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. And they were, like, Drew had a great attitude about it. It was, it's a really funny moment. And, but again, I've said there's this new flex going on where people want to say like, oh, I didn't, you know, I did have it hard. It wasn't handed to me. And if you're a Nepo baby, just go, I'm a Nepo baby. But I also am talented and I... I'm a good actress, or I, I do love to write, or whatever you're doing, or I do know about business. In Drake's case, they said he is a natural storyteller. My Juicy Scooper said he is. Mm-hmm. I'm a storyteller. He tells a story well. I, what can you do? Well, it Don't is be weird. so mad about you it. You also have, like, I mean, it's everywhere. I mean, you had this the past presidential you know, family, you saw them. You also have like shows for children called like, you have like Monster High, which I love Monster High. <laughs> it's like, it's like the kids of like the monsters and they all go to school together. It's very that like, oh, the oh, yeah. the, the the daughter of the wolf man and you know, Dracula's daughter. So you're saying the Nepo babies are in animation? What yes, are there's Nepo babies in animation where they're all like the cool kids and then you have like, I'm trying to think of other aspects of Nepo babies and Nepo, how we're like, we're, we're shoving it in their face. It's like. Well, I think there were times where all of a sudden somebody would become a star and they'd mm-hmm. be like, you know that she's the niece the daughter, of yeah. Julia Roberts. Yeah, yeah. And Emma, at first yeah. you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Well now, there's no way to not know everything about everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's like, just embrace it. We're going to have Nepo animals, I'm sure, soon. Yeah. It's like, that's the dog of Julia Roberts. Oh so my God. we'll see what the attitude is about. Yeah. I don't know if you know about this. What? Jojo Siwa is very upset because she had this girlfriend who is like a famous influencer, had some stuff going on, named Avery Cyrus. And Avery had you know, another girlfriend, then they got together. Anyway, 
Annie just tried to explain the story, and you heard it. It was very confusing. I don't know it if you catch lot. it. Basically, JoJo went on and was like, now that we're broken up, I realized I was used for my celebrity mm-hmm. so that Avery, my ex-girlfriend, could get all these more followers, and I was um, not catfish, but I guess pussyfished. I don't know what you would call it. <laughs> not pussyfished. <laughs> I guess it still could be catfished. Catfished. Cat, cat tuna fish. Yeah. She <sighs> felt like she was duped. Yeah. She was. Uh, she was in a lesbian love, uh, love bomb, clout chasing situation. Whore. Just a whore. Uh, but also, you left out that uh, JoJo's mom was recording JoJo and saying, "Like, what's wrong, honey? What can mom oh, do?" So the mom's involved mm-hmm. now in her TikTok drama, her and the mom always was involved because oh, originally sure. she was dance on mom. Dance Mom, so she was a dance mom, and now she's a, a TikTok mom. Yep. Or a Whatever, social media mom. I don't know. What is JoJo doing like professionally besides being a lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> she did do dancing with the stars. She, That's right. She did dancing she with did stars. stars. She got runner up. She was on So You Think You Can Dance. But I mean, she doesn't sell those bows anymore. Mm-mm. What does she sell? She, she sells like glitter and shit. I think she also has like. I mean, she used to sell so much stuff. I remember seeing a video where she's like, I'm Jojo Siwa. And then, like, they went into this enormous, like, warehouse garage. Yeah. And the amount of bows and shit she could yeah. sell to these kids, it was unbelievable. It's so much. She was the Grand Marshal for Pride uh, this past year. And I remember seeing her on a float and she was just like. And I'm like, this girl is going to, like, explode on this float. She was just like, hey, ah, ah. and you're like, oh my God, Jojo, are you okay? Ah, ah. You're like, oh God. Wow. <laughs> She's going to explode. She's just like nonstop. Well, this is another crazy story. I don't know if you've heard about this one. This woman, it took, well, I, thought, I saw it last week and I read an article and I was like, too confused. Now I understand mm-hmm. it. There's this mom. Just explain how she's a, a mom. She teaches basketball at a high school, and she has a child, a daughter at the high school. And the daughter had a boyfriend, and the daughter and the boyfriend are getting all these awful text messages from a random number like this, just like you're awful, you're the worst, we're you know like threatening and everything. And the mom is like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, who are these people harassing my poor daughter and her boyfriend? Who are these jealous, awful people? And the school is like, this is very disturbing that your daughter's receiving this. So the school gets the police involved. Turns out all the text messages based on like tracking the IP was coming from the mother's phone. The call is coming (laughs) from inside the house. It really was. Yeah. She's been arrested, and basically, it's like a Munchausen by proxy situation where a mom would tell the world that her child was sick, convince the daughter that she was sick and had to take medicine, as you know these stories, to get attention. Yeah. So this is like Munchausen's by cyber something. Cyber proxy. So the daughter didn't know this was going on. And then she was getting attention for the daughter and for herself. So that's what it was. She's like, my daughter's being bullied. Can yeah. you believe it? Oh, yes. So it was like, oh my God, how awful. But at the same time, I don't she... I don't believe the daughter was in on it. So at the same no, time, no, 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 she no. was 
also torturing her daughter. Yeah. So then the daughter, she would get attention from the daughter who was like, mom, please help me. She's like, my daughter loves me so yeah. much. So <gasps> she was getting it like double fold. Crazy. Like, where do you go from there? I don't if you know. are that woman and you were got caught, I mean. Your relationship with your daughter is gone. I guess go. Because wasn't there like I guess death go, threats? go get a cute lunch with Sherry Papini because you two have a Jesus. lot in fucking common. Like yeah. you're two weirdos that hide under this guise of basketball coach, mother, when yeah. you're the thirstiest, weirdest That's so psycho. Like like threatening your daughter's life in a in a and that's what's gross because there's one thing to do like cyberbullying and and like especially being a grown woman and knowing that kids are very and like a teacher she's a, a basketball coach yeah, at the school and, and knowing that kids are taking their lives because of cyberbullying like what would have happened had she done that Ugh. like what if her daughter was like you know what I'm out bye. Like, what would she have done? Right. Would she be like, oh, right. now I get all the attention and the flowers because my daughter took, like, it, that's dark. I didn't even think about that's so going dark. that far. Wow. Yeah. I'm it's, so it's, glad they found it it's, out. Uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, the Act. Remember The yeah. Act? The Act Christmas special. I think that's what it is. God. Like, insane. It's so weird. So weird. Now, I want to talk about this. So I went to a, a fabulous Christmas party. And when we got there, there were two little people, both mm -hmm. females, uh -huh. dressed in elf outfits. Sure. And they were greeting us. And when we were sitting there, like, can we bring you a drink? And they would go. I'd say, I'll have a skinny margarita. They come bring you a drink. So um, my friend posted something, and we we she got the little person elf bringing us a drink. Mm -hmm. And someone posted and or shared with me, wanted to put it in the group. Um, I can't believe Heather did this, that she was at a party. Did what? Where there were little people dressed up as elves. Isn't this not okay anymore? They did their job. And I was like, <laughs> I, exactly what I was going to say. I was like, listen, uh, Chewy, rest in peace, yeah. wouldn't have a job if he wasn't a little person. Being a little person made him who he was along with his other great personality traits. Yeah. There are beautiful girls that get hired as beautiful girls to do bottle service. For sure. That are also entertainers. These two women were entertainers, actors as well. This was a there holiday were, gig. There was an ad they, out. Just like the the just like the bartender making the drink. The psychic hotline. Should we not hire that bartender? Yeah. Like get over yourself. So yeah, and, and if all of a sudden we just said, oh my God, you can never have a, a little person ever work your party or do anything. So now we just don't give them any? Like, I mean, we're <laughs> treating, yeah, they were treated with respect. They got paid well. They were very happy yeah. there. Just like just like the two girls behind the bar making the yeah. drink. Just like the guy that was taking the photography. What if there was a hot girl dressed up like a slutty Mrs. Claus? Would that have been a problem? Oh my God, you're objectifying this woman. She knows what she's doing. They know what they're doing. I mean, I'm not gonna we didn't force why them to work job, the party. Yeah, why? you're not going to take jobs away from somebody. I mean, yeah. one of my best friends is a dwarf brad williams amazing comic has several specials where he talks about being a dwarf and what it's like to live as a dwarf you can't that is who he is that and is people what support his, him it's and, like and that is what his point of view of the world is and that's what adds to his yeah. funny uniqueness get over yourself so i'm just saying no that's don't, I mean, and, and I'm sure they had, I'm sure they got drunk um, or not. Maybe they had a good time and had a good no, party. They were, they were totally professional. They were good. like dancing, but they were like working, uh -huh. and they were so sweet and so nice. And you know, I'm just saying, like, 
When there's a Velcro wall, that's when I have a problem. Well, of course. It was, yeah. You know, <laughs> we it's something like really just, you yeah. know, and you're really taking advantage of people. But like, I'm just saying there might be, a, there might have been somebody that's listening to us right now that was like, oh my gosh, my husband suggested that we hire some little people to be elves at our Christmas party. And I was like, absolutely not. Just know that that those those people that ha- that are part of that service mm-hmm. that would have been sent out just like cater waiters yeah. now lost out on a gig. Yeah, it's probably a party agency. It's like, hey, I'm I just trying don't to throw think a there's anything yeah. negative in hiring someone and paying them a good amount to entertain and do their job. Well, it's like, oh my gosh, oh my god, you'll be really good for our like icy uh, polar express. Uh, Christmas party, we're going to get people we're going to dress them up like polar bears. How dare you? Yeah. Polar bears are endangered. They're <laughs> dwindling Why? away in the North Pole as Why we speak. are you appropriating a polar bear? <sighs> Unless you're a polar bear. Yeah. You cannot Well, it would be, be hard up. to bring polar bears to Hidden Hills, so I was just going to have some people dress up. God, it looked like a cute party, though. Um, now, I talked about this. Oh. I talked about this. What? This was a very sad thing that happened in Maui, where a a 60-year-old couple, man and woman, were snorkeling. And he came out and said, I I saw a shark, I I got away from it, and now I don't know where my wife is, and they never found the wife. We always do these shark stories together. Right. (laughs) And I... I may have been one of these people that he said my life's been awful. It has been deemed they do believe she was killed by a shark. <gasps> Other people said a shark wouldn't take an entire body, but maybe part of her body was washed away. The investigation has stopped. I was I brought up in my last episode about it. I said I just want to make sure that people saw the two of them go in the ocean together. That it wasn't like the last time anybody saw her was you know at 10 o'clock at night when they were arguing at the restaurant before. Right. I just wanted to make sure that she, this wasn't a story that he told. And I will now, I now feel comfortable putting to this investigation to rest, unfortunately, um, that I don't believe that she was uh, killed by her husband anymore. I'm not buying it, Heather. I'm keeping the investigation open. <laughs> I'd be, th- because like, so you're going, you're snorkeling with your wife, Right. Yes. You're going to see if she gets attacked by a shark. You're going to well, see blood said, in the... He what? He no? said they, they were apart from each other. Okay. And people said, there was witnesses saying, we were screaming, we see a shark, we see a shark. They saw a shark, like, near... They said it was feeding. They said there's a feeding. Oh, they, they... Okay, this is what they said. Okay, sorry. So... They're separated snorkeling near, kind of not too far from the shore where the snorkel spots are. Mm-hmm. They see that a shark over here, the people, that it's feeding on something. They scream to who they see, which is they see his snorkel thing. They're like, get out of the water. Get out of the water. There's a shark feeding over here. Mm-hmm. So the conclusion is that shark was feeding on his wife. And then he got out and was like, where's my wife? Oh, yeah, she's gone. Well, definitely she's gone. Yeah. But my concern before having those details were, was this his story? Did something happen the night before? Like that guy who was like, the survivor oh, she a hole producer. in her oxygen tank, one or, of those things. Or like, I killed her the night before, got rid of the body, and then pretended that we went out snorkeling together. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, That's uh, what I was wondering. Like, uh, did I smother her the night before, get rid of the body at 4 a.m., and then 
walk out like we went out together. Yeah. Oof, that's dark. Ooh. There's nothing more scary. Chris Harrison has a podcast. Of course. <laughs> yes. I know I predicted this, but I don't even think this is a good prediction anymore. Of course he does. And he is going to talk about The Bachelor. When does this come out? <laughs> Yeah. So he said, I, I'm, I might toss this whole thing. I'm going to talk about the whole situation of, for those of you guys, if you can't remember what happened. Yeah, what happened? Okay, I don't remember so it. There's too many scandals. This girl, was her name Lindsay? What oh, was, it was uh, Rachel? Rachel Lindsay. Yeah. Rachel Lindsay, who was a former house, uh, a former, it premieres in January. Rachel Lindsay, who was a former bachelorette, got a gig on like Entertainment Tonight or mm -hmm, something. Mm -hmm. And, and then... The season that he then went on her show, the season that was happening was with Matt James, who is the was the first black bachelor. He was right. Mom was white, dad was black, tall, black, good looking guy. He, um, one of his girls that was one of the leading people, but the show wasn't concluded yet, was a white girl, and it got revealed through the internet that when she was a freshman in college, she went to a party in a frat party in which they dressed in pre-Civil War attire. Uh, uh, like antebellum yes, style? Yes, uh -huh. yes. And there's a photo of her in a big fancy Gone with the Wind type outfit. And so people were upset about that, and so they brought it up to Chris Harrison. And Chris Harrison went on way too long explaining why it, should, it shouldn't be a problem and that she's a nice girl and... I kind of think at the time he knew that she won. Yeah. So I think he was trying to protect the fact that they were going to end up together because a lot of people were like, Matt James can't be with her. She's a racist, awful person, but they're oh, like in I love. See. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's interesting, so he says this, he uses the word woke, which people don't like when uh, people say woke because it's not seen as a positive word but anymore. It was also like, when it was being used, it was very new. Right, right. And they're like, who is this old fart talking about being woke? So it did not come off well. Uh -huh. It was 14 minutes of him just doubling down and like just should have just ended it. So people got really upset with that. He did an apology and they're like, goodbye, you're off the show. He disappeared for two years. He got $10 million or something. And what do you do when you have $10 million? You start a podcast with iHeart. So anyway, he's going back and he's doing the podcast. I think he's a nice, talented guy. We'll see what he does with it. But anyway, what was crazy is so then Matt James does pick the Rachel girl. But uh -huh. then when then they have an after the rose ceremony with a different host and Matt James doesn't can't look at her is like, I can't even be, you know, and he's like, do you want to give her a hug? No, I, I can't even hug her. Anyway, they were together the whole time. Yeah. They were dating the whole time, and they're together today, two years later. Yeah, television. How about that? But also, I felt like there was pressure on him, Matt James, to to not be really want to be with her. And now they do goofy videos all the time. And Chris and Harrison's out of a job. And Chris Harrison's <laughs> He's like, no, I got to... Fucking podcast because of you assholes. <laughs> I had the best gig in town. Yeah. I passed out roses. Good God. But also when he went on that show, what was interesting is it it wasn't like The Bachelor told him to go on. He booked it himself. Yeah. 
and was like happy to see Rachel, the host from the previous. And she just asked him, oh, this latest thing happened. And he was like, you know what? Like an 18-year-old girl that gets invited to a party might not have done the history of the party and da-da-da-da. Like she's a nice girl. And um, yeah, it's kind of crazy when you think about it now two, two three years later because it was such at a heightened, heightened time yeah. of like, oh, yeah. oh my everything. God. Everything. And, and the couple is going on vacations and making like smoothies together still. Yeah. As what, they should. What, they're in love. They're they're probably going to get married. And was she from the South? No. Okay. I don't know that it was, I don't remember where the party was, but it was just like a, you know, she was in a sorority. Mm-hmm. The frat had their annual party. Now other, I also, the history of the thing was that, that fraternity, it was like, associated with that fraternity, which is a national fraternity. And many, and the national fraternity had already said, don't have this party anymore. Mm -hmm. And this particular chapter still had it, which was problematic. Even, you know, definitely was problematic always, but it was still problematic six years ago and she should have known better. That was the argument. Yeah, right. And yeah, it's like when you're trying to be cool in a in a fraternity or something. It's like we're gonna, you know, we got the, these higher uppers telling us no, we're gonna do it anyway. Right. It's yeah. still it's the funnest yeah. part of the year. Yeah, it's the best part. We're not gonna tell them no. We don't. We yeah. do things our way. You know? So he was in. You know. <clears throat> anyway, good luck for Chris Harris Harrison. Did you see that? Um, P Diddy's twins got these these matching Range Rovers, but it was more disturbing about their outfits. Yeah, what is going on? So Sean Diddy Combs surprises two twin daughters, Jesse and Delilah. Ooh. <laughs> and they're wearing like basically space bathing suits. Space bathing suits. Now maybe that was a theme. Uh-huh. I don't know. And they are kids. But I do feel like there's a thing, like there's this other girl, TMZ reported. The game's clapping back at the haters who trolled him for letting his 12-year-old daughter <gasps> wear this to a party. Oh, my God. And she's 12. That's a 12-year-old? Her outfit is not that bad. She it's, just looks a lot older than she 12. She does look a lot older and than 12. And her pose is very... Sexual. Very sexual, very Instagram influencer model. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a little satin what, bustier. A bit, uh, it's like a shiny silver bustier with the jacket where you always do this. Where yeah. You take it on the shoulders. I'm naughty. And she's a full makeup, <laughs> full fake lashes, everything. Yeah. One thing I have noticed about girls, and this is unfortunate, and I'm just going to speak to the moms of girls, something to th- consider. I've noticed that girls... Their children till about nine, and then they go to twenty-five. Yeah, like that—that ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen—it's like gone. Mm-hmm. Like nine to fourteen, it's all the same. They're getting nails. They're getting highlights. They're acting they're too mature. Phones. <laughs> they're getting phones. They're on their TikTok. They're like you know having a boyfriend fighting with guys. He cheated on you. They're whatever. And I know it's a a hard place to be if that is your child's interest. Just like there's guys, someone would complain, oh, well, young boys, they're just playing video games all the time, violent video games. So I can hear it. But I'm just saying, like, it's just unfortunate because you're never going to get that time back. I mean, you can't force your kid to, I guess, play with Barbies or dolls or whatever. But I would just say... Like us, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I would just say I would try if I was a mom, Juicy Scooper... If your daughter's asking for the nails and all that kind of stuff, I would do it the way our moms would say about pierced earrings. 
You know, I know culturally some people get earrings the day they're born, but like, really? In my age, God. it was like you can get it at 13, or you can get yeah. it at 12. You know, that was just kind of like something you hoped, and then that would be your introduction to wearing jewelry, which is an adult thing to do, or whatever. I would just try to do it like that because it is hard. And it's not this girl's fault. I mean, this no. is what she's exposed to. And she's a pretty girl. And I can understand why the game wanted to fight back. But, it, I mean, it is what it is. And you put it out there and you're a huge famous person. Someone is going to comment. Here's my thought. Yes. And I don't have a daughter. But I am an older brother of a, of a sister. And I remember, like, being, um, you know, 16. Yeah. 16. Like, I feel like Diddy's twins there was a show called My Super Six, Sweet 16 on MTV. Yeah. Um, uh, and they would like, you know, do it up big and celebrate, right. you know, I'm a woman, you know, and that's kind of how it was. 12 is a totally different thing, especially with the amount of creeps yeah. that we have mentioned who are out there, who are online. Right. These young girls have Snapchat, Instagram, all that stuff. Who knows? You're getting the president of Viacom texting you, you know? Exactly. You never know who's yeah. on the other end texting, pretending that they're like, I'm a 12-year-old boy too. Send me a picture of your naked body, you know? And they're like, okay, I want boys to like me. That 12-year-old boy could be a 55-year-old man in a McDonald's. Right, exactly. You know? And, you know, people try to tell their kids that, that all the time. And I saw like a, like a YouTube or something where – this guy would write to the daughter and everything and send a picture of like a 17 year old that they think they're meeting this cute 17 yeah. year old at the park. And they go to the park and the guy comes out and he's like, Jenny? And she's like, oh, hi. And he goes, it's Brian. And she's like, oh, uh, hi. Like she clearly is like, wow, this guy doesn't look like he's 17. And then the dad comes out. It's like, Jenny, what the hell are you doing? She's like, I'm sorry, dad, I'm sorry, dad. Like literally scares the shit out of me. But the dad is just like losing his mind because he's like, you could have been killed, and the girls are crying, and but that's how quickly it can happen. They're like, "Oh, and the girls writing my dad's." Once my dad goes to work, I can go down and meet you at the park. Yeah, in the dark. Yeah, to catch a predator. Yeah, like I mean, my God, that was like one of my favorite but this shows. Is almost, but this is the opposite of to catch a predator in that they're kind of trick. They're they're catching the the daughter. Yeah, they're catching the daughter to teach her a lesson mm -hmm. of why you don't do this. Yes. And so like almost like the adults, the parents were recruiting this guy to see if their daughter, no matter how much they told their daughter not to do this, would she do this? Right. And she was. Yeah. I mean, I would say for your Juicy Scoop listeners, I would say those with daughters, teach them self-respect. Teach them that they're worth, you know, that they're worth a lot more than what these bots and Instagram filters and yeah. all that. I mean, that it's all garbage at the I end remember, of the day. I remember seeing an Oprah many, many years yeah. ago where girls were giving uh, middle, middle school girls post shortly after the Monica Lewinsky, uh, Bill Clinton scandal mm -hmm. of where sex is not a blowjob. I did not have sex with that woman. So it's not blowjob is not sex. After that, there was this whole thing where middle school girls were giving blowjobs out like a candy on Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. And they were on Oprah and they were like, well, it's just something my friend asked me to do. It's just something I do for my friends, for my guy friends. And it's like, whatever. And then they get they took the boys in another room and filmed them 
talking about how they felt about these friends that do these favors for them. Yeah. And then shared it with the girls to say exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. These aren't your friends. This is how they perceive you. Yeah. And it was like so powerful. Yeah. You don't need to be trendy. You don't need to like, like you have, there's people out there, there are friends out there who love you for who you are. You don't need to be that extra to get love that is going to be promised to you in a DM. Right. You know what I mean? And also parents, take away your kids' phones and talk to them. You know, I feel like easier for you. To say I know. I mean, you know what I mean. No, but right. it's like it's like as a kid when your brain is yeah. developing and you have all these questions about the world. Like, take your phone away at dinner time or whatever. Like, just have that talk. And if they're around twelve, which is crazy to even talk about sex it, for me at least. Yeah. Like, have that talk. Be like this. There's these type of people out there. Like, be careful. We want you to succeed and be happy and. Also, we're not parenting <clears throat> experts, and even though I'm a parent, I don't know shit. I mean, Just and also, that... if you're a mom, don't cyberbully your daughter. <laughs> also, don't. And that's what we're going to end on. Justin, yes. tell me, um, tell me where, what is the latest with your life? Oh where my can gosh. they find you? And what, do you have anything that you? We know you have a great podcast. Just saying. Yes, I do. Which I have to have you on next year. So help me. I will, of course. Please, please. I will, of course. Good, good, good. Go to a cute lunch after. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I'll buy. Yes. Well, you don't have to, but we'll be in the city, <laughs> so I'd like to go to like a cuter spot. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sunset Towers, right down the street. I. That's what we're all about. Okay. Um, and then of course your Instagram is Justin Martindale. Yes. You're going off um, on a very serious holiday trip yeah, with it, Evan. Some would call it. Some would call it a whirlwind of a uh, Christmas vacation. <laughs> Seeing both sets of parents. Ooh, yes, and then booking it out to Palm Springs for New Year's. Oh, um, that'll be so fun. Yes, yes. Palm Springs and New Year's is great. I, can't I will wait. be in the British Virgin Islands, but I've spent many a New Year's oh, that's out right. there. You guys are going on the and boat. It is Always really nice, fabulous, clean, crisp weather. You can still hike. It's never cold. It's never rainy. Mm -hmm. It's the best. We're actually going with a, a fun group of guys. Uh, Bobby is going with us, so we'll see how that goes. Maybe we'll get him to make us cocktails or something. Oh, wow. That's some so juicy we'll see. scoop. Yeah, All right. Tell him hello and happy New Year. I will. I will. All right. Love you. All right. Happy New Year or Merry Christmas. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Time's Stop up. It. My God, no, it's all. <laughs> <laughs>